Kapow. Kapow. Don't sound effects make everything better? They do. Oh. Yeah. They made my weekend better, too, by the way. I did have a good weekend, so. Sound effects made your weekend better? Sure. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I I had some fun cooking this weekend. I It was good. Normally, like, during the week after doing work all day and stuff, I'm not, like, down to, like, do cooking. Co- well, I'm not. I just, like, want to eat food when I get home from work. I don't want to have to, like, cook a fancy meal. But I do enjoy cooking. And so this weekend I spent some time cooking and made some sound effects while I was having a bit of a party in the kitchen. So yeah. it was fun. Made a recipe that made me feel like an adult, even though it was really easy. So that was good. Okay. How was your weekend? It was good. I played some flag football, and that went well. I always um, forget that it's warm where you are, <laughs> or yep. warmer. Yeah, it was it was very pleasant football weather. It was like sixty five degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was fun. I watched the Vikings lose. Yep. I recorded an episode of OHAC. Went for a walk. Well, I saw a movie. I saw another movie. Ooh, what did you see? I saw 1917. Have I told you about this one? Yes. It's the... Or I don't know if you've told me about it, but I know about it. Okay. My boss saw it. It's very good. Was your, okay, that was his impression too. Yes, I highly recommend it to anybody out there. It's a movie about World War One. Kind of. Like, it's not really mm-hmm. about World War One, but it takes place during World War One and follows a couple soldiers. And even though I'd seen the trailer about a thousand times, uh, there were still some things that just really got to me and I wasn't expecting. And yeah, it was good. That's good. I always like when I go to a movie and I either, like, haven't seen the trailer, I haven't seen enough that, like, I know what's going to happen in the whole movie pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to, like, be able to just, like, experience the movie with, for whatever it is and not be, like, comparing it to be, like, oh, where's that scene that I saw in the trailer or something? Yeah, yeah but, but it was really good. It's nice the, that it went well. The coolest thing about it, um, I'm not sure if I would have noticed this that much, but it made me appreciate the movie just as a, a filmmaking thing, was mm-hmm. that it is a single shot, the entire movie. Okay, I so had heard that. So that's the big filmmaking thing about it, is that it just follows the main characters, and it's just a single continuous shot the entire time, done very smoothly. Wow. So it's really cool. So, so like, does the... So the perspective never, like, cuts. The perspective, like, there if it's There are no move... cuts that are obvious. Like, obviously, they had to stop filming at times, um, yeah, but any anything where that happened is so seamless that you don't notice, and there's no cuts of perspective. Like at the start, okay. there's a whole thing where like these two soldiers are talking to a general, and as they're talking to the general, the camera's on the general, and even when the actors, the other main soldiers, are talking, the camera is not on them because the camera's looking at the general. Okay. And only when the people move around to the other side of a table and the camera doesn't follow them, do we then see the back of the general and the front of the soldiers. 
Okay. So it's all like it's n- it's not like on their faces the entire time, but it is always just flowing through every single scene. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, it was. Also, like a really difficult way to make a movie, but probably like cool. Yeah, I think it was very effective. Like, obviously, your average action movie would fail if you tried Mm -hmm. to do this. Like, imagine an (laughs) Avengers movie in a single continuous shot. That was exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. I was like, hmm, how do you cut from, like, one planet to the next? Yeah. Um, But in this case, where it really is just a story of a couple people, it Mm -hmm. is a very natural way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nice. highly recommend it. Okay. I'll put it on the second or the second I stumble across it on a free platform, make sure to watch it list. Sounds good. Uh, yep. Sorry, I'm a bit I'm a bit lethargic today. Got a lot of reading at work. Yeah. And yeah. My brain's my brain feels good but tired. I, I mostly to... worked on Trying to write some puzzles at work today. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I never know how to feel after days of work like this because I know I made a lot of progress in terms of like I learned a lot of things and found a lot of resources that are going to be super helpful to me in the future and will like help me do better at my job. But... I didn't, like, make a bunch of, like, physical, tangible products or, like, phys- mm-hmm. like graphs or things that I can show to people and say, like, hey, look at what I did today. Yeah. And so, like, I feel exhausted, but I don't have, like, physical manifestations of my work. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, I know I kick butt, but also, like, I feel like I didn't accomplish much. Yeah, I totally get that. I get, I have days like that, I feel like, at least once a week. Yeah. Where there's just maybe one or two things that are easily traceable as things that I did, but they take like half an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the rest of the day is just other more esoteric uh things. So Yeah. And I also it's not like a big problem, but I know like people in my work environment like we have a pretty open workspace. It's like, you see what other people are doing. And there's a small perception from some people to like, oh, if you're sitting on your butt on your computer all day, you're not doing work. And so like, that's also hard. Cause I know that like there are people around me who are perceiving it as that of like me just sitting on my computer, like surfing the internet or something. I was like, no, I had more tabs open than Mark would approve of. And I was like doing work. And I know it was important work, but I'm just like, ah. Oh. That is the one benefit of working at a job where the only work that anybody does is on a computer. Yeah. Except for the occasional paper printout. Mm-hmm. Is that I, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's not like, it's not like a big deal or anything, but I think part of it is that like there's some people who are on their computer a lot because their job entails that more. And so people are used to seeing that, but like mm-hmm. me, I'm on my feet a lot because I like being on my feet and I like doing the hands-on work most of the time. And so like, I know that it was like a big departure from like my normal work day. 
and I know people noticed it because people made someone made a comment, and I was just like, okay, whatever. So like annoying. I don't care. I don't care what you think right now, and I did make good progress, so back off. But yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm. And it just... wasn't like a, it wasn't like an accusatory comment, but it was just like a, an observational comment, more of. I suppose. It just, mm. But it's still, it still like rubs you the wrong way, you know. Yeah, I know. That's why it would annoy me. <laughs> yeah. But oh yeah, other thing. Ooh. Uh, that I think I mentioned to you last week after we were done recording, but now it happened. Mm-hmm. I had jury duty. Mm-hmm. But then I got excused from it almost immediately. So. Okay. <laughs> but I did have to go in, yeah. go into the local courtroom, and pay thirty dollars to park. Uh, not it's not the local courtroom. It's like the downtown big place, and I had to go through security and stuff, and then go up. And watch a cheesy video about how important jury duty is. Was Captain America in it or something? Well, no, it was cheesy, like, <laughs> 90s after-school special cheesy. Okay. Um, And then a lady was up front telling us all about all the different things on our form. And I just I went to the back and told them that, you know, I only get one day of jury duty off. And that would be, and it would be annoying if I got, you know, stuck on a jury because then I'd have to eat up like, I, well, actually I, I had already eaten up all my PTO because of the holidays. So what I would have ran out of PTO and like lost money. Uh, and so I got excused. Hmm. I didn't even know you could do that. You could like say that. I didn't know that was a thing. It probably, I mean, I'm sure it depends partially on the state, how they frame it, and what you have to do. Like, technically, they said, like, I had to write down my employer's name and phone number, but they don't do anything with it. I saw the guy just, like, sign the paper that I handed him and say, yep, you're good to go. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it, there are several ways to get excused in California, one of them being the, the term, which is kind of misleading, is extreme financial hardship. Mm. Which is like kind of strong wording, but it's technically what I employed. Um, and then there are things like, you know, physically unable to do it or mentally unable to do it or physically unable to show up for some reason. Or you're the mm-hmm. primary caretaker of a person like you're a stay at home parent or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of stuff, st- stuff that you can, uh, you know, in any bulk. situations that you can be in. Mm hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't have minded being on a jury. Like, I almost decided to just stay and just say, let's see what happens. I'll probably get dismissed for other reasons because I wouldn't make a good juror. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, Maybe maybe next year I'll find out. Maybe next? Are you going to do it again next year or something? Well, I mean, I don't have a choice. They just, you are... I will for sure not get called for another calendar year. Okay, yeah. But it seems like, I don't know. I don't know if there's just some bias of working with working in a company now. But like I think I've told you, so many people at work seem to always have jury duty. Like every there's always mm-hmm. seems to be someone who has jury duty. And we're not a big company. We're a company of like 50 people. Yeah. You know? Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So maybe maybe someday I'll get called again 
and I won't and I won't uh, try and get excused, and I'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. See how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, because I I am interested. I took a criminal law class, but I mean, part of the reason that I don't think I'd get accepted as a juror when it all, when it came down to it is precisely because of how that criminal law class shaped my view of uh, mm-hmm. the trial process, mm-hmm. or at least in a criminal case, like a civil. I guess I could be put on a civil case because there's a lot less going on there. There's not like burden of proof in the same way there's not like eyewitnesses and evidence it's just like someone some people are having some sort of tiff and you need to mm-hmm. mediate i guess <laughs> in a sense <laughs> he pooped on the hood of my mercedes benz yeah now i had to get it professionally cleaned make him pay for it yeah exactly stuff like that <laughs> the usual <laughs> yeah classic poop on the hood of a mercedes benz uh but yeah so we'll see All right, so. well, thanks for your contribution to that, Grant. <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> read my comic. <laughs> I was trying not to say nice, because I noticed that I always say nice after you say whatever you say. And so... <sighs> I was figuring anyway. you just cut the silence, because you say you do, but you probably well, don't. Well, I only do when it's not funny. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> so, we'll move on to Mark's comment. Or comic, whatever. You know what it is. You know what it's about, people. You know where we're going. This isn't a surprise for you. So you chose Loose Parts by Dave Blazik. I feel like I've read his name before and made a comment about how cool that last name is. Blazik. Blazek? Either way, it's cool. Anyway, we've got Santa, right? I presume Santa, a chubby man uh, with a big beard and a Santa-style hat standing in a snow-covered landscape in front of a, like, I don't know, judging by the man's size, a three-foot pole. And he is looking down at a GPS device, and it's saying to him, turn right and head south. No, turn left and head south. No, go straight and head south. No, wait, recalculating. So, I almost screwed that up and said that was Santa's words. There's slightly more. Scroll down. Ah, crap. Santa tests his new GPS unit is the caption of the whole comic. There you go. Now you know how big my monitor is, people. <laughs> Just big enough that I can see the perfect whole comment comic and not why do I keep calling it a comment? I Gosh. don't know. See the whole comic and don't see the <laughs> caption. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty neat. You Glad know. we sorted that out. <laughs> I wonder how GPS devices behave around the poles. If they, they break. Like... <sighs> I know, but like, <laughs> do... No, they don't break. I don't no, think I they know. do a, break. A proper they, like, GPS wouldn't. A compass would. <laughs> okay. Because like, I know compasses, when you're getting near the magnetic poles, they start spinning. Yeah. 
um, in theory, an actual GPS using the GPS system would be perfectly fine anywhere. Yeah. As long as but, there is satellite coverage. Okay. Right. And the, I'm assuming they would treat the geographic North Pole as the North Pole, not the magnetic. Yeah, they'd have yeah. to. Yeah. That's a silly question. Yes, it is. <laughs> You fool. That's right. Okay. You're supposed to say, no, Grant, that's not a silly question, but whatever. We won't do the charade. Um, so, d- did you get a GPS recently or something, or what? No, I-, I wanted to talk to you about the nature of GPSs in this day and age. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I- and in general, I'm curious how you would fare without one. Um... Just in your own estimation. I'm curious. So when you're saying how I would fare just like in general, in my daily life, in a specific situation? I don't know anything. Let's say uh, I I, I would say there are two uh, kind of different things in my mind. One is large scale travel. So let's say you wanted to get from where you are right now back home to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the easier options or just some other state. Do you feel mm-hmm. confident you could just get to another state? And then there is the point-to-point local navigation in a new area where all of a sudden you are relying either on paper maps or directions from others. Or your own fortitude. Mm -hmm. I think that I I would be fine with like longer distance general travel, like get from where I live to where I grew up or like from like here to, I don't know, whatever like major city you name. I feel like that would be fine. It would just take more like planning ahead and I would probably have to either like have a physical map with me or like have looked it up on a map ahead of time and like written down important things like head towards Iowa city, then head towards this or whatever, or like take I 88 and then take whatever, because I just probably would like to have that safety blanket of like the directions. Um, because even now, like, if I'm traveling a long distance, a lot of times I'll, like, especially when I'm, like, just leaving whatever area I'm in, I'll still, like, turn on my GPS, even though I know exactly where I'm going, because I've, like, done the trip before. I'll still turn it on and, like, make sure there's no snafus on my way out of town and, like, that I'm on the highway or whatever. And then, like, I'll shut it off. And then as I'm approaching my destination, I'll just turn it on, just so I don't have to think about it. I feel like GPS has mainly just made me lazy with traveling and directions. I feel like in a like more local area like in a city or a suburb traveling from place to place I feel like it would be a lot harder without GPS. Mm-hmm. I still think I'd be like capable of doing it and it'd be fine, but it would just be harder and it would probably be good for me cuz it would force me to like learn the area better and learn the streets better and stuff like that. But I think it'd be more difficult than like longer distance travel. Okay. How is your sort of general sense of direction? 
Like in terms of just like picking out a cardinal direction and making use of it. In terms of like traveling somewhere or just picking it out? Well, traveling making somewhere. Use of, making like, use of it, uh, not very great. Well, yeah, because like, the idea that I have in mind is like, let's say you stop at some gas station and you say, hey, I want to find this place. And they say like, oh, go up the road north three miles, then go west for five miles and you'll see some sign and then blah, you know, like the sort of directions you'd expect like 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I would say not ideal, like in in areas that I'm comfortable in, pretty much places that I've lived before, I feel like I've developed a pretty decent sense of directions because of like having looked at GPS and looked at maps so much. Hmm. Um, and like, so I have that orientation in my mind of like a bird's eye view orientation of like, I know that I'm at this landmark and I know this landmark next to me runs north south because I've seen it on a map and it's always oriented vertically because the GPS spins things to make it vertical like north south or whatever mm-hmm. um or the like or like Google Maps or whatever I'm looking at but I don't think I'd be very good at, I would just be nervous about like oh go 3 miles and then turn west like which freaking street do I turn turn on to go west because yeah. if i'm in like an urban area okay yeah, three miles that. plus or minus 0.2 miles like you got 10 options here bro yeah and i'd always be nervous about like not necessarily picking one that won't get me where i'm going but picking one that's like super inefficient that like starts mm-hmm. curving through a neighborhood or something or okay so uh, next follow-up question i'm still focused on the sort of local either urban or rural i don't really care uh, navigation. Mm-hmm. Are you someone who would prefer street directions or landmark directions? Probably not street directions because I don't know any street names. Um, so I'm gonna go with landmark directions as long as they're land. As in, See, like you'd have trouble remembering the street names because, like, yeah, if you're in a random area, you're not gonna know the landmarks or the street names. Oh. If I'm in a if I'm in a random area, street names. But okay. if I'm like in an area that I know, landmarks. Because areas that I know, I don't pay attention to street names because I know where I'm going. Okay. Um so I get like this happens every once in a while of like when I first moved out here, people at work would be like, Oh, like how'd you get to work today? Like the traffic was bad on such and such road. Like, did you did you take the detour to go this way or this way? And I was like I don't know. I, I drove on like that one road and the other one. And they're like, what roads are you talking about? Like this road, this road, or this road. And I'm like, I don't know what they're called. They're just the roads that I drive on. <laughs> so I'm getting better at it, but it's like, I only know certain roads and I almost know them more as landmarks rather than actual roads. Okay. So, do you have more follow-up questions or? No, I don't think so. Would you prefer directions with landmarks or roads? Almost certainly about- roads because I don't trust people's landmarks. I mean, part of it is I'm thinking in my head, let's say someone new is visiting Plymouth and I needed to guide them somewhere using landmarks. <laughs> I don't know what I would choose. Like I was, I was gonna give you the—I mean, not to actually do it on the podcast, but just to kind of think about 
how would you guide me to your house using landmarks? Oh, yeah. And not road names. It would fail miserably. <laughs> See, I... Honestly, I would get... I would be able to get... I, I Using either, I could get within, like, a mile or half a mile of whoever. Like, you know, you could guide someone to the high V, and then I guess use road names from there. Use a hybrid approach if you wanted to. I think... I think that we've done this exercise before, Mark, and if I remember I it correctly... So. I not like as an exercise, like you were coming to pick me up and called me to make sure you were coming to the right place. Oh. And I remember somewhat vividly, and this is embarrassing to say, but like I don't know the names of the roads to turn to like get to the house that I grew up in because I <sighs> knew what roads That's right. they were. So like people would call and ask me and be like, Okay, so like what road do I turn off to like come into your neighborhood? And I would have to, like, pull up a map because I don't know what it's called. That's absurd to me. (laughs) Because I never needed to. Except for all the times that people asked you. (laughs) Literally the, like, three times Uh, growing up that someone asked me. Okay. Well, that baffles me. I definitely did get much better at roads. Like, I obviously, when I was a kid, I was terrible. By the time I started driving, and, like, the more I drove, the better I got at knowing what roads were. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's harder in places like Plymouth, where all of a sudden the roads have two names. Mm -hmm. Like, I know Rockford Road, and then every once in a while, Max would call it County County Road 9. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's Rockford Road. Shut up. For me, I feel like that's almost somewhat perpetuated by, like, the rise of maps on the internet. Because a lot of maps, like Google Maps, a bunch of streets around where we grew up had like were labeled with like different names than what I knew them. Yeah, as. that's all. Yeah, that's definitely fair. And so huh. it just it gets confusing. Things should have one name and only one name, and that's how it should be. And it should be the name that I know it as. <laughs> because i'm special that's right but yeah no i i would definitely prefer street names also that's the other thing is that using a gps has trained me to use street names it's not like it tells me to take a left at the mcdonald's or at the birch tree with you know three forks in it or something (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know I just hate having to, like, search for a name because I feel like I can't read it with as much time as I would make me comfortable to, like, know what I'm going to do. It's always, like, half a second later than I wish I had known. Mm -hmm. So. I feel like this is something that we should do, Grant, together. We should try and do a road trip using only a map. Oh, okay. Yeah, that... Because I have not ever read a map (laughs) other than when my dad would almost ironically hand me one many years ago (laughs) uh, when we would be going up camping or something. And he knew everything like the back of his hand. Like he's an excellent navigator and knows all the roads of Minnesota and where everything goes and a whole bunch of other states as well. Like he is Mm -hmm. just a very uh, geographically minded person. And I just don't drive enough, and I'm not forced to do that. Like, I have that predisposition, but I just don't have the raw knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so he would hand me, or my sisters, a map. 
and it was like why do you bother doing this because a we don't know how to read it and b we're not going to refold it back up properly either <laughs> yeah the whole refolding a map thing has always kind of gotten to me <laughs> I know. like i i know it's a trope that like or a cliche that like it's hard to do but like if you take a second look at it, it's not. Re- I don't. Maybe I'm just insensitive. It's not that hard. <laughs> I always found it hard as like a third grader. Okay. Yeah, as like a third, but like as an adult now, I haven't had a reason okay. to try. Okay. But in either case, I feel like that's okay. something we should do. What fold up maps or go on a road trip with just go map? on a road trip with maps? Can Folding we, will be a part a, of the process. I was gonna say, can we use an atlas instead? I'd much atlas. prefer an atlas. No, we have to use the ones that you get at just like the local gas stations. <laughs> no, like my parents have this really nice gigantic atlas of the United States and like we would definitely use that. I mean, we can so bring nice. it along. I just That's don't want to like, be trying to like look and see these teeny tiny little roads and like not be able to see anything, you know? Okay. Well, it's up to you. It's up to you. We'll bring both so you can have fun folding. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Okay. It's a Plans date. Plans made. It's a date. It is kind a date. of. We'll sort it out. This is actually something that I would want to do, and I will put oh. in the effort to make it happen. Okay, so this isn't just a, like a thing. For no, the this po- is okay. I this okay. would actually be funny. If we did this, I would even consider recording live while doing it. <laughs> I wouldn't. But okay, maybe you wouldn't. Why not? We could have a special episode We'd of just us car. getting angry in the car. <laughs> How are we going to record in the car? Well, we don't have to be oh, in the car. We... we can do it during breaks. Oh, okay. Think outside okay. the car, Grant. We, we can, we can, we can, we can workshop this, Mark. I'm, I'm open to it. Okay. Sounds good. Grant's comic is Toby by Corey Pandolf. Uh, we have a funky-looking robot, who I assume is Toby, wearing a Viking helmet, standing mm. in front of a television, and he is saying, Ah, good morning, Morris Gumboot. The Mr. Coffee is percolating a morning elixir. And the man, seemingly a little disgruntled in the morning, says, Wow. Thanks, Toby. So, big plans for the day? And Toby responds, The lord and ruler of the eternally damned has no small plans. And Mr. Gumboot says, Did you, is this motor oil? Very amusing. Yes, I, I think We did so. have this comic once before, I think. I can't remember. I think I might have picked it. Toby or this exact? Toby. Toby, okay. the the comic, not this precise one. Okay. It it seemed familiar, but I was like, it's been a while, so I'm not sure. The Mr. Gumboot is what reminded me. Oh, is it? Because that seems like the sort of thing you would have gotten tripped up on. Yeah, it is. That That's accurate. <laughs> But I wonder if I just Google it if I'll find it. Okay. I'll just should I just wait. Apparently, our SEO is not very good. 
SEO. That's okay. Search is... engine optimization. Oh. Come on, Mark. I thought you were working on this. No, I'm not. What What are you Googling, though? Like, if you're just Googling Toby and expecting our podcast no, to come No, I was searching the are... name of our podcast, followed by the word podcast, followed by the word Toby. Okay. I know how to Google. <laughs> I was going to say, Mark, you... You're getting a little big, big for your britches if you think we come up when you Google <laughs> comics that we've talked about. Wow, Have we can we? listen to our podcast on so many places. I know. Okay, do you want to list them all? Because people ask me that every once in a while, and I'm like, I think pretty well, much everywhere. Uh, yeah, so basically but... everywhere. The 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 website that we have it says like listen on, and it does just list some apps. That are it's sort of redundant, but the main three players or the main three services are mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, commonly known as iTunes, essentially, um, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We are on all okay. three. Yeah, I've had a and, couple people look it up and say we're not on Spotify, and I'm like, you just didn't look hard enough. You need yeah, to you have to search. you have to really just search for Comical Start. And then and click then, on podcasts, and then we might not even be the first one. <laughs> and then, like, search for one of our names or something with it. Yeah. But we are there. And any podcast app that someone uses is basically just using the Apple Podcasts um, And I think directory. it's funny. I, don't, I can't tell if we're, like, talking about this together, if we're telling listeners. But I hope we're just talking about it. Because it's f- actually, no, I hope we're telling listeners because it's funnier if we're telling them being there listening to it well some people might be listening to it on spotify and we appreciate it if you are but if you listen to podcasts on spotify learn how to listen to podcasts properly (laughs) yeah you tell them mark i knew that too learn how to listen what are we talking about (laughs) so i want to talk about making plans mark so i was just wondering do you make a lot of plans in your life no not really (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't have like what what do you mean? Can you be more specific about what I you would, mean? I would say social social plans outside of the work day, but but not like not like travel plans, not like I'm going home like talk to mom and dad about when they want me to be home or like stuff like that. I mean, like social plans outside of the work day. With, okay. Like, well, I feel like we've Human talked plenty beings. about my social life, yeah, which is okay. that it doesn't really exist. I, I was gonna, so. I was gonna segue from here, um, yeah. Because the second I started asking, I was like, "This is a dumb question." Well, I mean, flag football is one of them. That yeah. counts. Um, okay. Another plan that is a weekly reoccurring thing is band practice. Mm-hmm. This podcast is one of them. Yep. Uh, OHAC would be one of them. And then other than that, things are, I don't necessarily actively make them. It's more like a lot of it is like, oh, I'm playing for music stuff at church or whatever. And then it's, you know, these are the days that it is happening. And so I put those on my calendar and mark them off. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So that's mainly it in terms of yeah. plans that get put on a calendar or anything like mm-hmm. that. So in terms of, in terms of, plans um i need to find a better way to phrase this say say someone you know 
is saying like, uh, like say work or something saying like hey like a couple of us are like going out to get drink after work or this or that like next week on tuesday or something mm-hmm. like how would you like you want to come with us what uh, what would you say is like the social etiquette necessary in that situation when you're giving your response to being invited to a plan uh it depends on what you want the answer to be i don't know what you mean <laughs> Say say you're not sure if you want to go. How do you respond to that invitation? Uh, you say something to the effect of, yeah, just, you know, let me know where and when. And as soon as I can confirm either way, I'll let you know. Okay. I mean, I think the biggest thing is uh, people tend to clue into this, like, just based on who you are as a person, there are certain people who will say something like that and you know it's because they're the sort of person that is always looking for something better to do or they mm-hmm. might be the sort of person who actually does show up to stuff and they literally just aren't sure. They just need to kind of, you know, either like for me, I'm not always great at updating my calendar totally so I shouldn't yeah. look at my calendar as a and be like, oh, it's open so therefore this is totally going to work. I just need to mm-hmm. take a beat to process and then get back to them mm-hmm. so okay. yeah. why are you about to I'm, tell me about all the plans that people are trying to make with you no i'm just how you respond like, to them not not really i've just just been thinking about like the social <laughs> etiquette it's come up a couple times in the past few weeks for me in my life oh, yeah um because isn't that nice because <laughs> like for me <laughs> I know that I'm super hypocritical in terms of like the etiquette of making plans with people and like what I want from people and what I actually like give people when someone's like trying to make plans with me. Oh, that doesn't um, sound right. Uh, good sarcasm, Mark. Thanks. <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I was just I was thinking about that and just struggling with the fact that I like I don't know. That you want everything from the world but don't want to give it back? I understand. No. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. You're like the... Have you seen uh, Twisted, that uh, Star Kid musical? Oh my gosh. You're like like Jasmine. I want everything and more. All the time. I don't... See, I don't want everything and more. And it's not that... (laughs) I feel like in my life right now, if I'm, like, wishy-washy on plans, it's not that I'm, like, waiting for something better to come up, because I know nothing better is going to come up. It's like, <laughs> that was a sad thing to say out loud. <laughs> but it's, it's like, I'm waiting to see if I'm going to be, like, in the mood for it, mm. you know? Because there's sometimes when, say, you, like, finish a long day of work, and you're like, yeah, I want to go out and, like, get dinner with a friend tonight, that'd be great. And then there's some days where you finish a day of work and it's just like, yo, you know, what? I just like kind of want to go home and like sit in my pajamas and like cook dinner and have like a cup of tea and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I know like personally for me making plans far in advance, especially on weeknights or something where I know I have other things going on, I'm always a bit hesitant. But then like yeah. when I'm trying to make plans with people, I have this, like, come on, just, like, be straight with me. If you don't want to come, like, just tell me that. 
and it's fine. Like, because then I'm not like reserving that spot in my schedule for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it also depends on the nature of the um engagement. You know, yeah. Like, that's a real jerky thing to do if it's just, like, one-on-one or just, like, a very small group of people. Okay, so it is jerky if it's, like, one-on-one. Well, it's it's more jerky for the reason that you just said, which is they are then stuck in the position of holding this spot out of hope slash obligation waiting for your response. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just a difference between... Like, I'm very much of the opinion that you would take the time to do what you need to do to see if it is available and if you're willing to commit as mm-hmm. soon as possible. And then if you commit, then you're committed. And unless something actually comes up, you just need to suck it up and go. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time that I've been in the position of, you know, some event is coming up and I'm like, God, why did I do this? You know, why can't I just cancel? It'll be the best feeling in the world if I just cancel and do nothing instead. Uh-huh. But then I go and then I'm fine and I'm like, it's good that I went. Yeah. It's yep. always a good growing moment. Typically nothing bad happens. Mm-hmm. So I think okay. that it's just a matter of being quick about it. And I know that that's a problem for you because you're not good at communicating and you will pr- and you probably just forget about it. Um, oh, you know me so well, Mark. I do. And that literally happened last week. So <laughs> Yeah, I believe it. Then I got roasted for it, but that's fine. So, but that's also a thing where it's like, it's not malevolent from you. It's just, mm-hmm. you're bad at communicating. Yeah. Do you think I have bad communication skills? Like yes. in general, not in around general, making plans. Um, well, this is the thing. Communication skills is very broad. Yeah, I would say that when you are in a position, when you are when you are actively communicating, you have good communication skills. Okay. Yeah. But but as you might say, no. there is a large activation energy before we are at such um, active communicating level. I think that's a very accurate assessment because I was I was trying to reconcile the fact of like you saying that I have bad communication skills and me recognizing that in many situations I do, but also like, I don't know, I like to think that I have like decent communication skills and I'm like a well socialized person, at least in general. Yeah, so it's just that, that was, there's a lot to communication skills. Yeah, it's a complicated topic. And part but, of communication skills is being in a position to communicate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think you framed it very well, Mark. Well, thank you. You should become a framer. I don't know what the job title for that is, but uh, I can pick frames for pictures as best as good as anybody. Okay. Are you are you trying to say that I should be like a spin doctor? I should. Uh... Oh no, I I was implying like physically like framing objects. Oh, that was okay. the joke, guys. It wasn't a joke because it wasn't funny. But, yeah. The jokes that's a, that's a That's a whole other bag of worms. I'm not going to ask oh, if jokes Grant, have to be funny to be jokes. You crack me up. Shut up. Okay, we're done. Have a good night. Bye, Mark. Mm-hmm.